Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. In the NOCO is supported by Blue Federal Credit Union, with locations from Denver to Cheyenne, helping members tap into the power of community. More information at bluefcu.com. You're listening to In the NOCO, a daily slice of Northern Colorado news and happenings. It's Tuesday, September 26th. I'm Erin O'Toole. All eyes are on an Aurora courtroom for the Elijah McLean case. McLean, a 23-year-old black man, died four years ago during a violent encounter with Aurora police and paramedics. His death has had major reverberations in Colorado and far beyond. The first of three trials that's underway involves two police officers charged in his death, Randy Rodima and Jason Rosenblatt. In total, three officers and two paramedics face charges that include criminally negligent homicide, manslaughter, and assault. They have all pleaded not guilty. Today, we focus on what we know about police's involvement in McLean's death with KUNC reporter Ray Solomon. She covered his death and many of the developments that followed. Ray, welcome to In the NoCo. Hi, Erin. Now, before we talk about his death, let's discuss Elijah McLean's life. Ray, could you briefly tell us about Elijah McLean? Yeah, you know, Elijah McLean, he was 23 years old in 2019. He was black. He lived in Aurora. And by all accounts, he was this really creative and playful person. He worked as a massage therapist. He played violin. And his mother, Shanine McLean, said that he was planning to go to art school. She also described him as like a really free spirit, a little bit eccentric, like someone who would just do handstands for no reason. And he was also kind of a small guy. He was just 140 pounds and very gentle. He was a vegetarian and he just kind of walked to his own beat. Now, you did a lot of investigative work uncovering details about McLean's death. What do we know about that night? Yeah, on August 24th, 2019, McLean was stopped by police on his way home from a convenience store. They were responding to a call they'd gotten about someone who looked sketchy. And things escalated really quickly from there. In the body cam footage, McLean is obviously scared. He tells police that he's an introvert. He says he was just going home. But the police, they just don't seem to hear him. And before you know it, McLean is on the ground. An officer puts him in a neck hold and he temporarily loses consciousness. He tells them that he can't breathe. And, you know, Aaron, there are so many heartbreaking details in this footage. And then the paramedics show up. And you can hear police telling them that McLean has incredible strength. And that leads one of the medics to inject McLean with ketamine. And that's a key detail in his death, the paramedics' use of ketamine on McLean. What is important to know about that? Ketamine is a very common anesthetic. And it's pretty safe when it's used properly in a clinical setting. But that's not what happened in McLean's case. Medics in the field vastly overestimated McLean's size, and they essentially gave him an overdose of the drug. And a few minutes after the paramedics administered the ketamine, McLean lost consciousness. He was put on a gurney and loaded into an ambulance, where medics realized that he wasn't breathing anymore and he didn't have a pulse. They took him to a hospital where he died a few days later. 
Now, your investigation, along with former KUNC reporter Michael Deoana, looked into why paramedics gave him ketamine and how frequently it was used to sedate people during police encounters. What were your findings? Well, healthcare workers use ketamine to treat a rare medical condition known as excited delirium, which can be fatal. Patients who have excited delirium are, they get really agitated. Uh, They lose control, they can't stop resisting, their heart rate is really rapid, and they can also show unusual strength. Um, They can essentially physically exert themselves to death. Mm. But our investigation suggested that paramedics in Colorado had been over-diagnosing excited delirium. We found that they used ketamine to treat supposed excited delirium 902 times in a a two-and-a-half-year period between 2018 and 2020. And if you do the math, that's about once a day. We also found that police often try to influence paramedics' diagnosis of excited delirium and encourage them to use ketamine when it isn't called for. Mm. We also spoke with Dr. Mark DeBard, who chaired the team that defined excited delirium in the literature and established ketamine as an effective treatment for the condition. Mm -hmm. And he saw no signs of excited delirium in the police body cam footage. Hmm. So McLean's initial autopsy report did not determine his cause of death. It pointed to several possible factors, including excited delirium. But a revised autopsy report from July of 2021 changed the cause of death to, quote, complications of ketamine administration following forcible restraint. Those paramedics are now facing charges of their own, and they have a separate trial coming later this year. Right. And we're keeping an eye on those cases. And in the meantime, it's important to note that Elijah McLean's death helped catalyze pioneering police reform in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Protesters took to the state capitol for days following the murder of George Floyd in 2020. They also were protesting McLean's death. Democratic State Representative Leslie Harrod sponsored a sweeping police reform bill. Now, after it passed, criminologist Howard Henderson at the Center for Justice Research told our colleague Robin Vincent that Colorado was leading the way on police reform. There's no other state legislator in this country that has been able to do what Colorado has done to date. It just hadn't happened. Henderson said these reforms address multiple aspects of policing, from accountability measures to data collection and things like banning the chokehold police used on Elijah McLean. And it also requires cops to intervene when they see other officers using excessive force. And, you know, since the law passed, police are facing charges for these things. That's right. But Colorado has been slow to comply with a crucial part of the law, making police use of force data public. Meanwhile, the McLean family is still waiting for justice. Ray, you and I spoke with Elijah McLean's mother, Shanine, following the release of a months-long investigation. It found police officers and paramedics acted inappropriately at almost every point when they confronted McLean. And I want to play a clip from that conversation. Well, um, he's already gone. I can't get him back. Um, But justice for me means everybody that was there, everybody that participated and everybody that did not de-escalate. One, they need to be fired and there needs to be criminal charges um, because there is negligence. They have to be able to spend time in jail so that they understand the severity of their crime because it is a crime. Ray, what struck you most about that conversation we had with Shani McLean? 
Yeah, Erin, I remember that conversation very well. She told us then that she would never have closure. She said the best she could hope for was justice, but even that was a long shot in this country. Right. KUNC's Ray Solomon, thanks so much for your reporting on this. I'm happy to do it, Erin. As trials for the death of Elijah McClain continue for the officers and paramedics facing charges, we'll be following those developments. You can stay up to date on the legal proceedings at our website, KUNC.org. Do you have questions about policing in your community? Would you like to see change? We would love to hear your thoughts. You can email us at noco at kunc.org. That's N-O-C-O at kunc.org. That's it for us today here on In the NoCo. We'll be back tomorrow with more of what's happening in Northern Colorado. Our producer is Jocelyn Mesa Miranda. Robin Vincent is our executive producer. I'm Erin O'Toole. We'll see you next time. <laughs>